0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: And we are live on the first ever off-season episode of the season in Dolphins. Today, I try not to be too depressed, but man... It has been a tough, tough week because already the off-season rumors are beginning to swirl. We'll talk all about them, but you know what? Even though Saturday night didn't go the way we wanted it to on the field, I got to give a huge shout-out to the Dolphins today, Faithful, that made it our most successful watch party we've ever had. Got back to the office on Monday, they said, Ritmo, what the hell happened at that watch party? You had everybody tuning in, and I said, that's just a testament to the Dolphins Today family that showed out like never before. So even though the Dolphins now have the longest postseason playoff streak without a win, let me say that we have got the longest active postseason streak without a win, the Miami Dolphins Today faithful were tremendous so shout out your city who's still with me as we move into the offseason let me know where are you watching from it's always fun to say hello to everybody in the chat so let me know where you're watching from like brighter life watching in sacramento california shout out to the west coast we got Tory Henrith Jr. watching in Baltimore. Oh, saying Baltimore is going to win it all. Yeah, that uh, that certainly would be a popular pick betting wise. Now that we're down to eight teams after Super Duper Wild Card Weekend, it, to me, it's still Wild Card Weekend. It'll always be that. But want to say hello to Christian Reinhardt. Got your Jalen Waddle mini helmet yesterday. Thank you so much. Hey, Christian, thank you for your support and continuous support. Of Dolphins today. So glad our our top notch operations team here at Dolphins today by Chat Sports. Shout out to them. They are the best. DK Sam Brown. I think you're working on some of the uh, operation stuff. I just assume, but want to say hello to today's producer Sam Brown. How the hell are you, man? Your first Dolphins today live show since. Maybe even went towards my be- the beginning of my time here.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. I've missed uh, seeing the Dolphins fans in the chat. I did want to point out, I too, like Tony, have some money on Baltimore going all the way to the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm so feeling good about that one so far, but all right. yeah, excited to be back. We've got a loaded show today. Uh, the offseason is finally here. Everyone's favorite or least favorite time of the year, depending on where you stand, but... That's where we get to find out who the team can possibly add. That's
0: right. There's a lot to get to with this first live edition of our off-season coverage of the Miami Dolphins. We've been talking all week about what that perfect off-season looks like for the Miami Dolphins. I'll put it into form here today. And uh, as we discuss the probably most important position in sports, certainly the most important position in the National Football League, the quarterback position, We'll talk about some potential Tua replacements. I'll tell you where I stand on that. And if you've been watching our daily Dolphins videos, you know exactly where I stand on Tua. I've made it very, very clear. And last but certainly not least, we always wrap it up with an Ask Anything mailbag. Use that hashtag, Dolphins, to have your question read. Or if you want to continue to support the show, which we greatly appreciate, go ahead and super chat your question. That will jump you to the front of the line.
1: Jake, I don't know if you've heard my my 60 second rule, my my infamous 60 second Oh
0: no, let's hear it, the during 60 the, second during, rule. During
1: the mailbag, if you send in a super chat, as long as Jake stops talking whenever I tell him to stop talking, We'll get your Super Chat on screen within 60 seconds.
0: Whoa! All right. We'll like that, that puts a little bit of pr- uh, pressure on me, though, because I'm one to ramble and blab and go on oh, and on. No, so. I'll get you I'll
1: get you on track. All don't right. You, don't all you right. worry, buddy.
0: I, m- much appreciated. I like that. I like that. We've had Jack Lauderay on our live watch parties, Jeremy Chugs on most of our live weekly shows, and now Sam, the man, Brown, bringing the 60-second rule to the Ask Anything mailbag. I love it couple more shout-outs before we get going with some segments. If you haven't yet, go ahead and like the video. We certainly appreciate it, and it helps us reach more and more Dolphins fans. We got nearly 100 people watching, but only 16 likes, which breaks my heart. And you know what happens then? The like police comes out, and then it's just even worse. It's no good for anybody. So go ahead and like that video if you haven't yet. It takes two seconds, and it doesn't cost you a thing. And as we get going with today's show, I think enough time has passed for the dust to settle a little bit. Maybe you watched Hard Knocks last night and had final closure on the season that was... And you've had plenty of time to kind of formulate in your mind what this season represented for the Miami Dolphins. Give me your one-word reaction to this season. Now, there's a lot of different ways to break it down. And I kind of have my positive spin on this as well as maybe a negative spin if you want to get into that side of things. But if I'm being positive for a second, I think there was a lot of progress for the Miami Dolphins this season and in particular Tua Tagovailoa the challenge with Tua was whether or not he could play an entire season could he stay healthy he showed that he could and i think he grew a lot as a quarterback and i will discuss we'll discuss and have exactly more on what i mean by how Tua progressed but it's not just Tua it's an entire team And I think when you look at this team as a whole, they certainly progress. But more on that in a moment. First, I want to give a huge shout-out to today's presenting sponsor, Factor, America's number one meal delivery service. And as we turn the calendar into 2024, Factor is here to help you with those New Year resolutions. But let's take it a step further. Instead of New Year resolutions, how about choices that lead to success? And that's where Factor steps in. So you're ready for the New Year with Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery service that takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year it helps you skip the grocery store because with factor those meals are delivered straight to your door So you have to wait countless hours at the grocery store instead you can also skip the prep work the cooking fatigue those meals are delivered straight to your door and they are delicious the honey mustard chicken to die for i'm big fan of the chipotle pork chop as well but don't take my word for it with over 35 meals to choose from each week including options like keto calorie smart vegan veggie and so much more plus don't forget about the 55 weekly add-ons you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kick start your resolutions and start making those choices that lead to success so head to factormeals.com slash finschat 50 and use code finschat 50 to get 50 percent off and no that is not a joke 50 percent off at factormeals.com/finschat50 for that 50% off and oh yeah we'll make it easy on you. that link goes right in the comments and description of today's video so all you have to do is click on it and you're there factormeals.com/finschat50 and use code finschat50 to get 50% off all right we got our first super chat of the live show and it is from aham um, the dark race Royal 2023, okay, that's a mouthful. But here we have, while the season is over, I'm looking forward to the off-season and tuning into this channel every day. Hayden, oh, there we go. All right, it's Hayden, by the way. Shout out to Hayden, a longtime supporter of Dolphins today. Love to see it. Hey, we appreciate it, man. And that's that's a great segue. It's almost like that's the perfect segue, Hayden. We appreciate that, that we will have daily Dolphins videos for you all through the offseason, because if this week is any indication, there's still a lot to talk about this offseason. And then, of course, as we get ready for the NFL draft, the Dolphins actually have some draft capital to work with this season. We'll have you covered on every angle there. And, of course, into free agency, and when any breaking news happens, you know we've got you covered. That is why you subscribe, because even though the season is over, the news, the content, the coverage does not stop. Help us get to 56,000 subscribers, and even just saying that out loud is exciting. It's a testament to each and every one of you out there. We're at 55,369. We got to get to 631. That would be huge and then as always as we grow and grow and grow that gives us more studio time at the chat sports headquarters and before you know it you have more Dolphins content than you even know what to do with it so make sure you subscribe to the channel we certainly appreciate it all right let's get some shout outs going want to know who's in the chat for your one word reaction on this season i said mine was progress And Getaway Greg saying receipts. I like that, Getaway Greg. Yes, just like Tua was keeping receipts, I also am keeping receipts. I think the Dolphins... Should keep receipts as well. Kristen Reinhart, a roller coaster. Yeah, I actually. It's funny you say that, Kristen. When I was show prepping for today, I was considering going with the roller coaster because early in the season, highest of highs. You're dropping 70 points on teams. You're have you you know orchestrating one of the most successful offenses in NFL history in the first five games. And it looked like this team couldn't be stopped. But then we know what happened from there. Just it was tough sledding against good teams. And then with the injury bug that bit the Miami Dolphins, I mean, this team was just depleted by injuries. Such is life in the National Football League. But you certainly understand it. All right, who else we have here? Miguel Garza says pain. Yes, there was a lot of pain to this season, especially losing the last three games. That's never fun. You don't love uh, the way this team ended the season but over the course of 19 games there's certainly going to be some highs and some lows and unfortunately the way this season ended with that pain will leave a lot uh, a much of a bitter taste in just about anybody associated with the Miami Dolphins all right Shout-out to uh, South to West tuning in from San Jose, California. Barry Gomer from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Good to see him back in the chat. Kristen Reinhardt, as we mentioned, glad that that Jalen Waddell signed mini helmet showed up for you. Diehard Finns fans watching from Monroe, Georgia. Dolphins Central tuning in from Miami, which is good to see. Let me know where else we are you watching from and let's see. We've got Finn's Fan 72, Aquavision. There we go. Dante. Opportunity. I like that one-word reaction. Good stuff there. All right. We got 83 people watching. And can we get to 50 likes before we start our first segment? Because there's a lot to get to today on our live show. So if you haven't yet, like this video and help us reach more and more dolphins fans out there and cliff D says the season was pathetic oh boy Robert Fairbanks says it was terrible oh boy we've got some negativity in the chat right now and that's okay I understand we're frustrated that's the way life goes all right cliff D says in what decade do we get a competent GM well we're going to discuss some of the decisions that Chris Greer has made in the past and some of the decisions he has to make in the future but before we go any further, I got to make sure we've got all of our t's crossed, i's dotted, all that good stuff, and indeed we do. So we got thirty-six people, thirty-six likes on the video, nearly hundred people watching. Don't make me do this. Don't make me get stubborn say like the video, like the video. But we got to get to at least forty before we can start the video or start our first segment, I should say. So if you haven't yet, like the video, and let's get it going on Dolphins Today. A number of segments coming at you on this edition of Dolphins Today, starting with our perfect offseason. That's right. I'm going to outline what a perfect offseason looks like for the aqua and orange. And if everybody's ready, let's buckle up and do it next. The perfect offseason on Dolphins Today. Hey, welcome into this edition of Dolphins Today, fired up to be with you. Even though we've turned the page into the offseason, each and every day that goes by is an opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to put one foot in front of the other and be ready for the upcoming 2024 season. And it starts with the perfect off season. A lot of discussion about the important pending decisions that this Dolphins front office has to make. And on today's edition of Dolphins Today, we're going to dive in. So first, I think it's important to take the temperature of the current state of the Miami Dolphins and see exactly what is looming over the Miami Dolphins for this offseason season. And it's very difficult to start when you're in the hole a little bit salary-wise, which is exactly where the Miami Dolphins find themselves. In fact, they have the third worst salary outlook in the National Football League. They're expected to be over $40 million over the cap when the new league year starts in March. So... That's all right. Nothing to panic about because, again, that's in March. Some things have to happen. These are all just projections. There's 36 players on the current roster that are set to become free agents in 2024. We'll talk about some of the most important ones that I believe the Dolphins need to sign before they can test the free agent waters and last but certainly not least how about a little bit of draft talk it's never too early to get into the upcoming 2024 NFL draft and more exciting this year than in years past because the assets are certainly more appealing with Miami holding a first round pick so that's what this team is facing in the offseason And as that is standard practice, both Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer spoke to the media earlier this week to kind of kick off the offseason. There was a lot to take away from what Chris Greer said, but I found this quote rather intriguing because it's the exact opposite of how I think. Regarding the cap space situation, Chris Greer said, we're not really right now concerned about where we'll be in March, salary cap-wise. So I say nonsense. We're gonna talk about that right now. And the first step to my perfect offseason is helping with that salary situation by cutting Emmanuel Agba. Now, this might sound harsh, and you're probably thinking, Rima, that's a that's a professional with a with a family. He's got a job. Well, Just relax for a second, because Emmanuel Agba, releasing him makes a lot of sense, and it's nothing personal. It's just business. When you look at Emmanuel Agba, he's the highest-paid Miami Dolphin per base salary. So some other contracts have more incentives, signing bonuses, this, that, and the other. But base salary-wise, Emmanuel Agba is your highest-paid Miami Dolphin. And what's difficult is he doesn't exactly fit the scheme of first year defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Obviously, when he was offered that multi deal, Vic Fangio was not the defensive coordinator. With Vic Fangio coming in, running a little bit different of a scheme defensively, it's been very apparent the entire season that Emmanuel Agba just did not fit that scheme. And he fell down the depth chart, and even in a position group that had a ton of injuries, he still never really stepped up and, in my opinion, earned what that salary represented. He should be one of the most impactful players for the Dolphins, and he just wasn't that. And if the Dolphins cut Emmanuel Agba before June 1st, They'll save roughly $15.8 million. You look at the stats, the production just not there. 15 games played, and that partly because he was a healthy scratch in some games. He was inactive in Week 17 as a healthy scratch, and you just don't see the production there. Five and a half sacks, 20 tackles. He did have the one interception earlier in the season. But if you're looking for an easy way to help with that salary cap deficit, releasing Emmanuel Agba is first and foremost on my to-do items for the perfect off season. So you let me know what you think in the comments because I am uh, as clear as I can possibly be with this one. Should Miami release Emmanuel Agba? It's real simple. Type Y for yes or N for no. I think it's a resounding yes because as I mentioned that would save them roughly 15 million dollars to begin with if they do in fact release Emmanuel Agba. Now Coming up, uh, we're just beginning on the perfect off-season. I've got four more steps for you. Regarding a couple of them, who should Miami sign in free agency, we will discuss. But first, I want to give a huge shout out to today's presenting sponsor, America's number one meal delivery service, and you know that is Factor, proud sponsor of Dolphins today. And as we turn the calendar into 2024, Factor is here to help you with those resolutions so you're ready for the new year with Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery service that takes the stress out of meal planning and it also sets you up for success in the new year and oh yeah factor meals are fresh never frozen also dietitian approved and part of the convenience is you can skip the grocery store you skip the prep work all the cooking fatigue that coincides with making your food at home instead have it delivered and the meals take just two minutes to heat up over 35 meals to choose from per week including options like keto calorie smart vegan veggie and so much more and don't forget about the 55 weekly add-ons you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Oh, I'm getting hungry just looking at it, the sun-dried tomato chicken. Maybe I'll have that tonight for dinner. Maybe even in the honey maple barbecue ground beef. It is to die for. And the other part I absolutely love and call me lazy if you will, but I hate doing the dishes. And with Factor, there are no dishes. You Just toss it away. It only takes two minutes to heat up as well. It's a win-win-win for everybody. So head to factormeals.com slash FinsChat50. Use code finschat 50 to get 50% off that's code finschat50 at factormeals.com slash finschat50 to get 50% off and what do i always tell you we love you and we care about you so we'll put that link right in the comments and the description of today's video so you have no excuse healthy meals factormeals.com slash finschat50 for 50% off now I mentioned this Dolphins roster is loaded with pending free agents, and we're not going to go through every single one of them, but there are a couple that I would identify as top-of-the-line premier players in the NFL that I want to see Miami re-sign. So don't let this list overwhelm you because, again, it's not even the entire list of Dolphins pending free agents, but merely just an exercise to help you get a good idea of some notable 2024 free agents. Andrew Van Ginkel, Jerome Baker, Christian Wilkins, Connor Williams said Wilson, Braxton Barrios, Isaiah Wynn, Rob Hunt, Nick Needham, Deshaun Elliott, all among those notable 2024 free agents. And call this recency bias, if you will. Maybe it's because I've been watching too much Hard Knocks because he is one of the vocal leaders of this Miami Dolphins. But unequivocally, pound two fists on the desk, you gotta pay Christian Wilkins. He is a premier Top of the line, elite defensive tackle in the NFL. And maybe he knew he was on a contract here. Of course he knew he was on a contract here. And boy, did he play like it. And I think you have to reward the big man. Career high, nine sacks. Also, durability. And how much was injuries a part of the equation? Of course they were, especially on the defensive side. But Christian Wilkins proved himself as a guy that can stay healthy and again you watch hard knocks all it takes is 30 seconds to realize this guy is a leader on the field he checks every box for me Christian Wilkins is a guy you gotta find a way Chris Greer you gotta find a way to re-sign Christian Wilkins Wilkins, and maybe even pay him among one of the most elite defensive tackles in the NFL because again that production is there I go right to those nine sacks that's a career high 10 tackles for loss a forced fumble remember that game against Buffalo in a lot of ways the The Week 18 game, he had the triple play where he sacked Josh Allen, forced the fumble, and recovered it. Christian Wilkins is a guy you need to see on this Miami Dolphins roster moving forward. And maybe that means some max money. So I'm very, very willing to part with Emmanuel Agba to save some money and use that to sign Christian Wilkins. And let's start exploring exactly what that would look like because it's easy to say, yeah, sign the man. But the market value for a defensive tackle as we see the NFL evolve, you look at guys like Aaron Donald. Obviously, I'm not saying... Christian Wilkins is Aaron Donald, but that's a defensive tackle that can be a disruptor and take over a game defensively. Christian Wilkins is working his way towards that level. Again, I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but how about some of the other notable defensive tackles that have been paid recently as elite defensive tackles? You think of Quinton Williams from the New York Jets, four-year, $96 million deal. And Javon Hargrave, and Hargrave is even older than Christian Wilkins. Wilkins is 28, Williams is 26, Hargrave is 30. So even though these guys range in age, I think they represent what the market will dictate at that elite defensive tackle position. So, I will give you my number, but I want to hear from you. How important is Christian Wilkins to the Miami Dolphins? And in particular, of course, the Miami Dolphins defense. He does play special teams as well. He blocks on the field goal team. But point being, how important is Christian Wilkins to the Miami Dolphins? Scale it for me in the comments. One through ten. I'm ready to say he's a ten. That's how important his leadership is, his on-field play, and everything in between. Christian Wilkins is a guy you got to re-sign. Now the probably biggest elephant in the room as it relates to the Dolphins offseason is at the quarterback position and Tua's contract. Remember, the club optioned his fifth year of that rookie deal. So if nothing happens, Tua still is under contract for one more year, and it'll make about $23 million on that rookie deal. But here we are. He's drafted in 2020. And I think there's enough proof in the pudding, there's enough sample size, whatever cliche you want to use, that it's one of those you-know-what-or-get-off-the-pot situations with Tua Tagovailoa this offseason. The Dolphins picked up his fifth-year option, as I mentioned, in that rookie contract. So he's entering and is under contract, but is it time to pay the man let's look at some other quarterbacks from the 2020 draft class and yeah it is hard to believe but Tua is the only one from the 2020 draft class I should say the only quarterback from the notable 2020 draft class Jordan Love also drafted in 2020 but obviously Joe Burrow got the bag Justin Herbert got the bag 52 million for Justin Herbert I believe around 55 million for Joe Burrow and I'm not saying Tua is going to demand that type of superstar money but you You would expect for him to at least be invested in by the organization more than just a fifth-year option on a rookie deal. And if you want to say 2023 represented a prove-it year for Tua, well, he proved he could play 17 games, and he did quite well statistically, and before I get yelled at in all the comments, I know he didn't win the big games, we'll get to that in a second, but worth pointing out, most passing yards in the NFL, second most yards per attempt behind only Brock Purdy from guys with at least 500 Pass attempts, completion percentage also up there as well. Pass touchdowns with 29 of them, and the rating, uh, quarterback rating at fourth. And that is a guy that has done a lot to be able to establish himself as a premier quarterback in the National Football League. And again, in 2023, he led the NFL in passing. So here's the time. I think it is this offseason that you want to see Tua Tunga Veloa extended. Now, what does that potential contract look like? Well, Adam Beasley of Pro Football Network says maybe even a four-year $180 million contract with $100 million guaranteed. So again, this isn't anything crazy like Joe Burrow or even crazier with Deshaun Watson, how he had all that guaranteed money up front, and guys like Dak Prescott who had you know all kinds of guaranteed money. You're looking at a more club-friendly deal in theory that would satisfy both camps, both Tua's camp as well as the Miami Dolphins. Here's what Chris Greer had to say about it. We've stayed in touch with Tua's agent, had good conversations throughout the year, and the goal is to have him here long term. So that might be the goal, but how does it actually work out? As far as Mike McDaniel is concerned, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, who Tua has obviously thrived in his systems. I just want to see him make sure the curve continues to be exponential, exponential as far as his growth and what we have seen from him in the past is that what he goes through. So, with that said, oh and well, why not one more? Let's see what Kurt Warner had to say about Tua Tagovailoa. He anticipates better than anyone and is extremely accurate with the football. Few people in the league would thrive doing what they asked Tua to do in Miami. So that's really important to note as well. I think Tua has the respect of a lot of people. And I think it can be summarized by saying Chris Greer, who in his press conference said, we're very excited about our core nucleus of players. So all that considered, if you're on board with Tua, let me know in the comments. Type 1. And if you want him replaced, type 0. But I don't think it's happening I think Tua to Veloa is the Miami Dolphins for the foreseeable future. Now, next step to our perfect offseason. Yes, we get to build through the draft this season. The Dolphins have been without first-round draft picks for what seems like forever. It's only been two years. But building through the draft will be so crucial And get out your pen and paper. I don't expect you to memorize this, but it's important to note here's what the Dolphins have to work with in 2024. They've got the number 21 overall pick in the first round. That will rotate with the other losers from wildcard weekend. So in round two, that becomes the 23rd selection, 55th overall no pick in round three that was forfeited for tampering tampering round four they had traded that pick to denver earlier round five they've got the 23rd that was in the uh bradley chubb deal worth pointing out there in round four round five they have the 23rd selection and the 156 overall or that's the 156 overall selection and so on and so forth into round six they have two picks the uh, 22nd, as well as the 199th, Round seven, 721st selection, 238 overall, six total picks in 2024. What should the Dolphins and Chris Greer do with those picks? I think you got to start looking at the offensive line because, yes, there were times this offensive line performed well, but with the injuries and maybe even some of the potential pending free agents there may be some holes on the offensive line. Teron Armstead might not be back next year. He's contemplated retirement. So the offensive line is so crucial to the success of this Miami Dolphins team that targeting an offensive lineman through the draft is an ideal way to go about the offseason, in my opinion. So what does that look like? Well, how about Jackson Powers-Johnson? Arguably the best interior blocker. In fact, in the latest mock draft in the athletic, he was mocked to go to the Dolphins at 21st overall. And I love his athleticism as a guard. Played uh, for Oregon, who obviously is a prominent program under Dan Lanning. He has that big game experience. And more, we'll know more obviously um, after the combine. But initially, I love the idea of the Dolphins drafting an athletic interior offensive lineman. Some other names to keep your eye on Amarius Mims out of Georgia, also an offensive lineman, plays more on the interior, exterior as a tackle, but only started eight games in his Georgia career. Tyler Guyton from um, Oklahoma, a guy to keep in mind as well. And then if you want to talk about some defensive linemen, because that's also an area, Byron Murphy the second out of Texas is projected to go in kind of that late first round area as well. Now, I've given you my take, but I want to hear from you. What position group should the Dolphins draft in the first round? Let me know if you're on the same page as me and you want an offensive lineman. Go ahead and let me know in the comments if you say no, no, no. I'm thinking uh, maybe a skilled guy. You know, the wide receivers for the Dolphins very good, but the depth could certainly be improved. Let me know what you think down in the comments. So to review my perfect off season, we're going to cut Emmanuel Agbo. We're going to pay Christian Wilkins. We're going to extend Tua. We're going to build through the draft, and last but certainly not least, we're going to pay Connor Williams. I talked about this earlier this week, but it needs to be reiterated because Connor Williams was so crucial to the success of the Miami Dolphins and obviously the success of the Dolphins' offense through 497 snaps before tearing his ACL against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. He allowed just one sack. Incredible stuff there. Seven penalties and was one of the highest-graded centers, according to Pro Football Focus, before the injury. And the production from Connor Williams, sometimes it's difficult to benchmark the production of the offensive line, but here's a great chart to look at for how important and impactful Connor Williams was for the Dolphins. Nine games played, nine games without Connor Williams. They were four and five without him, seven and two with him. Better points per game with him, 34.2 compared to 22.9. The offense hummed so much better with Connor Williams playing center, 461 yards per game compared to 339. And the offensive line, as a total, this is not just Connor Williams, but eight, because we saw only one sack allowed by Connor Williams, but as a team, they allowed just eight sacks in those nine games when he was playing 25. In nine games without him. So, Chris Greer and company, you got to figure out a way to pay Connor Williams. Christian Wilkins and Connor Williams represent the two free agents that I have my eye on as guys that are deserving of those big contracts and extensions. Now, you got my perfect off-season plan. Now it's time to take out your red pen and let me know what you think of that perfect off-season plan. And this is just the beginning. We're going to continue to add to this perfect off-season plan, but let me know what you think down in the comments. Give me a grade, A, B, C, D, or F on my off-season plan for the Miami Dolphins. All right, all right. We got some shout-outs to get to. Great stuff in the opening segment. A lot of information there, so if you missed it, don't worry. We will have it up on the chat, and or on the channel, I should say, as I look at the chat. Shout-out to every noodle in there, one of the realest of the real, following us uh, all season long. We appreciate that. Aquavision Vision is also in the chat. Anthony Manzano, who wants to see the Dolphins target the defensive back. Yeah, very, very true there. I think when the defensive back, as the secondary as a whole, is healthy, they were very good this year. Guys like Javon Holland, obviously Jalen Ramsey, Cater Kohu showed a lot of growth as well, but let me know. I,
1: I think you're getting a lot of love so far. You got Howard says A. All right. Franklin says A as well. Uh, what did I see? The unexpected B minus. All Anthony, right, Anthony, I think also gave you a D.
0: Oh, Anthony, is that be? You know, I think where I'll lose favor with a lot of Dolphins faithful is in extending to a tongue of our and that's a hot button item. It's a controversial one, but there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying Tua is among the elite, but I certainly think he's in the upper echelon.
1: Kristen is uh, gassing you up. She said A+.
0: Yes, Kristen. Love you, Kristen. Much appreciated. Maybe that's because the Jalen Waddell side mini helmet just arrived, and for that I'll take an A+, any day. Every noodle gives me a B plus. hey, I'll take that. That's better than the grades I made in college. And there it is. Uh, Fresfin 72F, because it's F on Tua. That, I get it. Listen, it's it's such a hot-button topic right now for the Dolphins. In fact, we are talking about it in the office today at Chat Sports. Not everybody's all in on Tua, but I say, like Greg, Greg Olson had these comments earlier in the week, it's change for the sake of change makes it's fun to talk about, but going out and actually executing a plan to have a better quarterback than Tua Tangavaloa, what does that look like? Well, good news, we're going to talk about that because... That is our second segment of the day. Every noodle says definitely get O line, linebacker, and edge players this draft. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to drafting some edge players, maybe in the second to third round. Because again, I I may I think of my perfect off season plan cutting Emmanuel Agba. It might be number one. I put it number one in today's video. All right, we got 125 people watching. 62 likes, and we've got another great segment coming up. Before we get into that, Sam Brown, I just wanted to say we do have a mailbag yeah. coming up
1: later on. However, we don't have a lot of questions right now. Right now, we only have Woo. we only have two questions in the mix. So I can guarantee you, Fresfin72 and Kelly Hutchinson will get on the mailbag. Remember, <laughs> use hashtag Dolphins, or you could skip the line, send a super chat. Guarantee your question is going to get on. And, uh, I mean, there's only two questions, so you got a pretty good shot. But get some questions in. That way we can answer them.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a pretty quick mailbag if we we have two questions to work with. And then you got me blabbering about every single question, and I, I don't keep it moving. We want me to keep it moving. There is no doubt about it.
1: Jake, Jake can, can, can turn two questions into 12 minutes, though,
0: surely. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that, though. All right, I am Commando Mando gave me a C+. Plus. Ah, I'm used to seeing those, I guess. Will nine two, or 2926 says A, but get those questions in, and maybe you're thinking of them while we are in discussion, and if that's the case, use that hashtag, Dolphins. And oh, Sherry May sending in a super chat. How oh, did I go this long on a Dolphins today without giving a shout out to the realest of the real Sherry it's the May? Rule. That's right. That's right. I did pretty well with that, though, with the 60 second rule. Shout out Sherry May, Florida Space Coast in the house. As always, sticking with us for every single broadcast. That is Sherry May. And hey, I don't know how long you've been tuning into Dolphins today on this live show, but. We said it earlier, Dolphins, the faithful showed out in our last watch party against the Chiefs. Dolphins didn't take care of it on the field, but Sherry May, Chad Jones, everybody in Dolphins today, Dance King, Every Noodle, Kristen Reinhardt, the list goes on and on for our faithful that were in the chat every single play during that Dolphins-Chiefs game, which we appreciate. All right we got a couple of questions coming in from Every Noodle, which is good. Let's see.
1: If you have multiple questions, you can also get in multiple questions. You can get in multiple times.
0: Paul Myers, with our luck, we should draft an edge rusher. Yeah, it is crazy how all of the Dolphins' edge rushers got hurt, except Emmanuel Agbo because he wasn't good. All right. Without further ado, we've got our next segment coming up and I think it's going to make the Tua haters probably have, maybe not. I, I, I will say this, the Tua haters will want to tune in because we are talking potential Tua replacements and whether or not you think he is the guy for the Miami Dolphins. So without further ado, let's get into it and start on this edition of Dolphins Today. It's our Tua replacements. Welcome into to uh, this edition of Dolphins Today. Fired up to be with you in off-season Dolphins Today edition. I am your host, Jake Ritma, and it's time to talk about the most important position in sports, the most important position in the National Football League, the quarterback position, the signal caller, and who's going to be under center in 2024 for the Miami Dolphins. Now, as we start into discuss Tua to replacements, I've got some background information that I want Tua supporters, Tua haters, and everyone in between to just chew on for a little bit. Just kind of ponder over some of this information as we work through it and before we get into Tua's replacements. From 2009 to 2019, the year before the Dolphins drafted Tua Tagovailoa, the Miami Dolphins had one, that's right, one winning season. Now since drafting Tua in 2020, they've had four straight winning seasons. Again, I'm not telling you how to feel, we're just presenting information. Now, as for Chris Greer, regarding Tua future, we've been showing you this quote for a couple of days now, but it's important to get a feel on where the front office is as it stands with the future of Tua Tengavaloa. Chris Greer said, we've stayed in touch with his agent, had good conversations throughout the year. The goal is to have him here long-term. Now, of course, he didn't shed any light on the specifics of what having Tua here long-term looks like, but he did say we're very excited about our core nucleus of players. And one would certainly infer that core nucleus of players includes Tuatunga Valola. But again... I'm speculating there, so let's just, again, take the information for what it is at this point. Now, what did Tua himself have to say? This was after the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs and was asked about his future in the pending contract situation and whether or not he feels any pressure with his future. He said, I don't feel any pressure at all. I have full trust in myself, and I have full trust in what I'm capable of doing for our organization. So the headspace for Tua Veloa and it always seems like he's this way. Again, if you watch Hard Knocks, you see how mild-mannered he is. He's fun. He's joking around. But I would say he's in a good spot right now as far as what's going on between the years for Tua Veloa. Now, let's get our creative cap on and start to put together what Tua replacements might look like And in the 2024 offseason, whether or not this comes to fruition or not, there are certainly some talking points to get into on what other options at the quarterback position might look like for the Miami Dolphins. We begin with Kirk Cousins. That's right, Kirk Cousins quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings that is in fact a free agent and also looking for potentially a new home or a new deal, but nobody forgets the fact that he suffered a torn Achilles in week eight against the Packers, and there is a little bit of a connection with Mike McDaniels. So Kirk Cousins, originally drafted by Washington, which is where Mike McDaniel was for the first two years of Kirk Cousins' career. Now, go back in time with me. Remember, Kirk Cousins was not drafted. There really wasn't a lot, there weren't a lot of expectations for Kirk Cousins because in that same year, Washington drafted Robert Griffin III in the first round, expecting him to be the franchise quarterback. We we all know how that has worked out, and Kirk Cousins has now become a premier quarterback quarterback in the NFL and when you look at his career stats it's no secret why over 200 or 270 touchdowns compared to 110 interceptions 60 nearly a 67% completion percentage for 150 games very impressive and almost 40,000 yards now interesting little tidbit here from an anonymous NFL executive to the athletic that was asked about potential Tua replacements and referring to Miami's perspective, he said, I would be exploring. Okay, Tua, we can win games with, probably not winning a championship with. Kirk Cousins, we can win games with, probably not winning a championship with. But our resources are better spent on Cousins plus draft picks than they are on just Tua. So this NFL executive, again, this is in, from an anonymous NFL exec that was in The Athletic, essentially saying that perhaps the Dolphins could shift course a little bit, and maybe it wouldn't yield more success or less success. It would just be kind of a different approach, and I happen to disagree with him because I don't think Kirk Cousins is getting you anything that Tua Valoa isn't. The only argument that maybe could be made is a more team friendly deal in free agency compared to Tua Tagovailoa but let me know what you think. Should Miami explore replacing Tua with Kirk Cousins? Again, Cousins set to be a free agent in 2024. Let me know what you think down in the comments if you're for the idea of Kirk Cousins coming to Miami, type Y for yes. If not, type N for no. I'm certainly not in favor of this potential replacement of Tua Tagovailoa. Now, Coming up, we've got more potential replacements to get into at the quarterback position for the Miami Dolphins. But first, it's time to give a salute of today's proud presenting sponsor, Factor, America's number one meal delivery service. And in 2024, there is no better choice to make than Factor as America's number one meal delivery service. Because let me tell you, they're going to help you save time because they're fresh, Never frozen, dietitian approved meals are delivered straight to your door. Forget the grocery shopping. Say goodbye to cleaning up the dishes and the mess. You don't even have to meal prep. Everything's all delivered right for you. And they are delicious filling meals right on the screen there. The roasted red pepper filet, one of my all-time favorites. I always give you this pro tip, the Chipotle pork chops to die for. And oh yeah, don't forget about the... 35 weekly options to choose from. Plus, you've got options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. And don't forget about 55 weekly add-ons. So you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart those resolutions in the new year. What an idea. How about this? You got to go to Factormeals.com slash FinnsChat50 to get that 50% off code. Use code finschat 50 Fifty for 50% off. It's at factormeals.com slash finschat50 and use code finschat50 to get 50% off. And we love you and we care about you, so we'll put that link right in the comments of today's video. And that's it's that easy, factormeals.com slash finschat50. Now, the second option for a potential Tua replacement, this would be a blockbuster idea. Trading for Dak We all know what happened in Dallas at Jerry's World in the opening round of the NFL playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys were embarrassed by the Green Bay Packers. Not the best performance for Dak in that offense. And you know how reactionary Jerry Jones can be. With that said, the Dallas Cowboys could find it friendly to replace Dak Prescott because they could save $34 million by trading Prescott before his roster bonus is set to do, uh, take place on March 17th. So if you want to circle March 17th on your calendar, if the Cowboys are going to part ways with Dak Prescott and maybe make a trade, it would likely be before March 17th. And when you look at his stats from this past season, what a year he had. And maybe he even will go on to be the NFL MVP. I think Lamar Jackson is going to earn that award. But Dak would certainly be in the conversation of MVP caliber players in the regular season. It just has not correlated to postseason play. But 36 touchdowns. He led the NFC in that category. Nearly a 70% completion percentage over 4,500 yards. The list goes on. And he was durable. He played in all 17 games. When you look at his Statistical production uh, compared to Tua Tagovailoa's, there's a lot of areas in which they are comparable, but again, Dak had a little bit more of a playmaking component to his total body of work with those 36 touchdowns compared to just 29 For Tua, Tua did have more yards per se because Tua led the NFL in passing yards. QB rating, Dak scored a little bit higher there, but relatively comparable. And when you look at the potential for a blockbuster trade, I don't think it would be as simple as Dak to Miami, Tua to Dallas. I think Miami would have to sweeten the deal a little bit. And I don't know exactly what that would look like. But Dak's also... In the fourth year, just completed the fourth year of his four-year deal. So he's due a big payday as well. And with the Miami Dolphins being 40, roughly $40 million in cap deficit, I don't think they're in a position to make a huge deal for Dak Prescott. Like I said, he's entering his final year of a four-year extension with a lot of guaranteed money, so obviously he'll be wanting that similar type of deal since he's proven himself as a premier quarterback in the NFL, just hasn't had the postseason success. That's why Dallas might be looking to part ways with Dak Prescott. And it is believed that he is also looking for the no-tag clause that Lamar Jackson has in his contract. So a lot of guaranteed money, a no-tag clause, not certainly a deal or team friendly deal which is a lot of reasons why I have reservations about this one but let me hear from you how badly do you want the Dolphins to entertain the idea of trading for Dak Prescott Scale it for me in the comments, 1 through 10. If you're like, hey, we need Dak Prescott in Miami ASAP, go ahead and put a 10 down there. If you're like, I don't want to touch Dak with a 10-foot pole, go ahead and put a 1 in the comments, or maybe you're lukewarm on the idea. Let me know either way. Now, with that said, how about the notion of not necessarily replacing Tua, but planning for life after Tua, a post-Tua succession plan? If you will, by drafting a quarterback and building him up internally through your system. With the Dolphins picking at number 21 in the first round, there are some intriguing options at that spot in the draft. You know, not necessarily late first round, not necessarily early, but more later than early. Either way, let's look at some potential first round quarterbacks that maybe the Dolphins. Take the draft and stash approach, starting with Bo Nix. We know about Bo Nix as a guy that started his career at Auburn, burst onto the scene, then kind of fizzled out at Auburn, but then really found success at Oregon under Dan Lanning, what a year he had for the Oregon Ducks. They only had two losses on the season, both to the Pac-12 champion and eventual national runner-up, Washington Huskies. And you look at the stats there, nearly set a record for completion percentage in the college football ranks. So one of the more accurate passers you will see as far as prospects are concerned. 45 touchdowns compared to just three interceptions. Just insane numbers. Also has the family pedigree as well with his father being a quarterback as well. So with that said, Bo Nix, and right, a lot of mock drafts have him going between 20 and 25, so it certainly wouldn't be a reach. Maybe later around in the teens, but you get the idea. There is a legitimate conversation that Bo Nix would be available at the Dolphins picking in, at the 21st overall pick. Now, speaking of national champions, JJ McCarthy out of the University of Michigan has declared for the draft. And again, you look at a lot of different mock drafts. Here's a guy that is probably wouldn't be around by 2020 or by the 21st pick, but might be close. I believe the latest mock draft from the Athletic has him going to the Los Angeles Rams at 19. And so again, maybe a trade would be needed to jump up just a few spots to get J.J. McCarthy if that is of interest. But then there are some questions with what skill set J.J. McCarthy will have at the next level and how will that correlate. He wasn't really asked to do a lot in that Michigan offense. They were so good on the ground. I think back to that game against Penn State, they didn't even have to throw the ball in the fourth quarter. But at the same time, the kid's a national champion. He led the offense. He led the University of Michigan to a national championship, and certainly possesses the athleticism it's ne- that's necessary to have success at the NFL level. Just watch that Rose Bowl tape, where he has a one-handed catch on a throwback play, and then somehow comes to has the presence of mind to throw the ball downfield. He is a superb athlete. So maybe the draft and stash idea with jj mccarthy where you have two under contract for one more year draft jj mccarthy let him learn the system for a year and then maybe he's your quarterback moving forward now the third member of i would say realistic quarterbacks for the dolphins to have their eye on if they want to do the draft and stash with two having just one more year on his current deal the fifth year of the rookie deal that the club optioned michael Penix jr Out of Washington. And in my humble opinion, I think Michael Penix Jr. should have won the Heisman Trophy. We all know that went to Jaden Daniels. But point being, Michael Penix Jr. had a fantastic season for the Washington Huskies. Eventual runners-up in college football this year. Pac-12 champions. The stats right there for you. 36 touchdowns with 11 interceptions, nearly 5,000 yards passing. But injury concerns are a part of the equation with Michael Penix. Remember, he was at Indiana before he transferred to Washington. He's had several torn ACLs. And with Michael Penix Jr., it's very, very intriguing when you look at the sample size of his last two games. First, the college football playoff semifinal against Texas. I felt like he was shooting up draft boards after that game because he was dropping balls in the bucket he was all over as far as the arm strength and the ability to move the ball downfield he looked really really good he looked mobile he looked athletic he was putting the ball in tight windows throwing it on the dime but then in that national championship game against Michigan he was exposed a little bit did not play well he was under duress he was under pressure and the Washington offense just could not move the ball against Michigan so if you want to do recency bias you've got his second to last game one of his best games of his career his last game not so good the injury concern also a part of the conversation and He's all over the map as far as mock drafts. Some have him going in the first round, some in the second round. Either way, I think Michael Penix Jr., a guy to keep your eye on if the Dolphins do elect to go with a quarterback in a draft and stash type of situation. Now, I want to hear from you. I gave you three options. you got to pick one if the Dolphins were to draft a quarterback in the first round. Who would you like to see them go with? If it's Bo Nix, type BN. If it's JJ McCarthy, type JJ. And for Michael Penix Jr., type MPJ. Either way, let me know in the comments. I'm very curious to hear from you. I've got one thing to say on the matter. Tua's our guy. And I can't make it any more clear how I feel that the notion of going away from Tua is crazy to me because quarterback play in the National Football League is hard to come by not everybody is Tom Brady or Joe Montana or I guess in 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 you know today's climate the most elite quarterbacks there's such thing as being in between and I don't think Tua necessarily represents a tweener guy but I think he's better than what a lot of people want to give him credit for and he certainly possesses the skill set to lead an offense do I think he has some areas to improve absolutely Got to figure out a way to beat good teams. Got to figure out a way to win on the road and in the cold. But the notion of maybe securing home field advantage next year and making a playoff run through the playoffs with home field advantage, not that crazy. I'm all in on Tua, and there's not really anything. I don't anticipate seeing anything that will change my mind. But you let me know. Is Tua our franchise quarterback? It's real simple. Type Y for yes or N for no. Let me know in the comments because I say yes. Tua is our franchise quarterback and the notion of replacing Tua I think is something the Dolphins would regret. Make sure you subscribe to Dolphins today because we're going to be bringing you content each and every day in this offseason Leading up to the draft, all through free agency, when breaking news happens, maybe Tua has a contract extension tomorrow, we'll be here to tell you about it. That's why you subscribe to Dolphins Today. All right, I'm very curious what the comments will say from uh, this, I wouldn't say controversial topic, but certainly a topic where a lot of Dolphins fans are on one side of the aisle. A lot of Dolphins fans are on the other side of the aisle. And I think that's what makes the discussion fun. Landon is all in on Tua, typing Y for yes. Who else we got? Uh, Rhino14 says Y for yes. Captain T's crew says N for no. And we talked a little bit about this post game after the Dolphins lost to the Chiefs in another first round exit in the postseason. And it seemed like it was 80% of people were ready to move on from Tua. And again, that might just be in the aftermath of the loss, but either way. Lansing Moore says, hell no! Oh, boy. No love for Tua Tagovailoa. Sean Murphy says no. Tony Pagan says no. There's, listen, I, I honestly do think if we put a poll up there with this exact question, it might be 50-50.
1: Well, uh, why don't I just do it then?
0: All right, yeah, I would say, is there a way we could solve that? I love it. Rex Garton says, hell enough, yes. It is,
1: uh, it is pretty easy.
0: John Fetherlin says, not a long-term franchise quarterback. He is a quarterback for now, but not a franchise quarterback. That's so interesting to me because you look at his production since being drafted in 2020, when he's healthy, he's produced. Go vote on the live poll. Yeah, let's, let's vote on the live poll. It's right up there. Shout out Sam Brown, today's producer. The live poll is up there. I don't want to lose my spot. And our first poll was regarding the success of the season. Was, it success, was the season a success? 55% said no. 44% said yes. So not quite split 50-50, but certainly votes coming in on both sides. Howard Huey says Tua isn't mobile. That's actually a good point. I forget who was saying this on NFL Network, but there's areas of game of areas of Tua's game that he could improve, and the mobility is certainly one of them. You look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson can be in that category as well. Those guys can extend plays. And we know the recipe for a successful defense in the National Football League is to get pressure on these elite quarterbacks, but get them down too, right? And evading the rush, mobility doesn't necessarily have to always translate to rushing yards. It can be evading the rush, keeping the eyes downfield. Aaron Rodgers was so good at that. Nobody really thinks of Aaron Rodgers as a mobile quarterback, but his ability to extend plays is very impressive. And I think Tua could improve in that aspect. All right, a lot of comments coming in. Chris Chopa says, Tua is a simple average QB. If the play doesn't work out, then... Oh, yeah, he Tua, I, I believe he's implying that Tua lacks the ability to improvise. And you look at Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes, those guys are wizards when it comes to improvising and extending the play. So I, I agree with that. All right. Rodney A. says, no, no, no. Dolphin Central says, build around Tua. Trade down first round pick for a first and a second. Get Jatavian Sanders, first round pick, defensive tackle, second round pick, offensive guard. I don't hate that idea. don't hate that idea at all. Sean Murphy says, Two is not a go-getter. Falling on ball or sliding short on fourth down plays. I think Tua is a go getter. I think he's demonstrated the ability to do whatever it takes to win. And, you know, if it was as simple as saying, I'm going to show up and win, and everybody would do it, there's obviously a lot of components that go into it. But hey, that's what makes the discussion fun. Some are on board with Tua, some are not. But either way, you got to let me know in the comments. And maybe you've got a question. About to, and you want to continue this discussion? Well, don't worry—we've got our Ask Anything Mailbag coming up, or, uh, coming up next. So use that hashtag #Dolphins to ask any questions for our mailbag that's coming right up. All right, Chris Chopa says, "Dolphins Central, stop." Hey, maybe, maybe I am being a little bit too much of a homer, but I know what I witnessed this season in comparison to. Just about, uh, we'll say, 22 other teams. I do think there's 10 quarterbacks better than Tua. You'd still, you'd still like to have a quarterback in the upper echelon, and I think Tua is there. Every noodle says Tua needs to learn to extend the play a bit more. I'm not talking about straight scramble, but more like he did second half last year in Baltimore. Very good, and I love the uh, example you cited there, every noodle. That's good stuff right there. Hey, I'm not Dolphins Central, man. I'm calling for this team to cut players. I'm calling for this team to make the moves that are going to result in the Dolphins having the best chance to win and win at a high level. And probably most importantly, win in the postseason. Longest active playoff win drought, the Miami Dolphins, all the way back to 2000. All right, how's that poll doing? Wow, I think we got more on the uh, no side than we do on the yes. So there we go. We only have 39 votes, though. Is Tua the franchise quarterback? Make sure you get your vote in. Let me know.
1: <laughs> 69% no.
0: Nice. Yeah, nice. Right, right, right. Sam Brown, what do you say? Do you think the Dolphins should move on from Tua? It's
1: really... Really tricky one. Uh, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, yes, the offense struggled. I think that – I think the collapse was more so about all the defensive injuries than it may have been about any of the struggles that the offense had. Tyreek Hill obviously a little bit banged up is a a big factor as well. But even Waddle missed time, I mean, you talked about all the edge rushers and linebackers that went down over the last six weeks. They were – they had nothing by the end, and that kind of showed in the Kansas City game, because they got out, out-toughened, out out-toughed.
0: Yeah. No, that, I think the, that's what a lot of people aren't talking about. I thought the body language from the Dolphins in that wild-card re- game against the Chiefs was just not good, more so on the defensive side. and It's easy for me to say I'm not the one having to tackle Isaiah Pacheco in negative degree temperatures, but... It just didn't look like the guys on defense wanted to be out there. And, I mean, you could say, well, when you, when you score seven points, you're not going to win a lot of games, and, and that is true. But as getting back to the conversation about Tua, and I don't think this would be very popular in the Tua camp, but you still have his fifth-year option on that rookie deal For this upcoming season. So, if nothing happens, you're going to pay him $23 million and he's going to have one more year to quote unquote prove it. So, if you want to punt on the, if you will, punt on the Tua contract extension, I don't hate that idea, but I think you run the risk of upsetting the player in his camp of, hey, Look at the 2020 draft class, and I'm the only one that hasn't been paid from it. I led the NFL in passing yards. I've gotten to, a, to two straight playoffs. You saw the winning record, four straight winning seasons. And again, this is coming from a franchise that had one winning season from 2009 to 2019.
1: I get that. I also think that those guys have done more. And deserve to get paid and deserved to get paid. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Well, well, hold
0: on. I will fight you on the Justin Herbert because nobody has a worse uh, winning percentage in the last five years or four years than Justin Herbert.
1: Nobody's worked with Brandon Staley
0: for four (laughs) years. (laughs) I'm not a Justin Herbert hater. I just he's Justin Herbert's that guy that you turn on his highlight tape and you're like, this is a freak athlete. This quarterback's incredible. But look at the entire game film. I'm not telling everybody to go watch the All-22 every game, but he makes a lot of mistakes, but he also makes those highlight reel plays that I think last in the memory longer.
1: It's like Josh Allen Jr. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Some Josh Allen similarities for sure.
1: All right, how are we doing on this mailbag? We got enough questions. We can get going. You can still ask the questions, by the way, hashtag Dolphins. Uh, We've got about eight or nine questions in the queue. The Quay, if Jace is in the area. Um, but you could also skip the line.
0: How do you do that?
1: Send in a super a chat. A
0: super chat!
1: Oh. Who would have thought? Yep, you could skip the line, jump everybody. It's like the fast pass at Six Flags. Let's go. Send in a super chat. Or if you want to just wait in line, you know, do the whole... 20 to 30 minute wait while everyone's, everyone's sitting over awkwardly looking at each other and hanging on to the pole.
0: Landon I see your question it's a great question but if you use the hashtag dolphins our system will put it our system will pick it right up and put it on the show so it's a great question just make sure you use that hashtag dolphins.
1: Yeah I put it on screen just so you can see it obviously we already hit the perfect off season and the the tour replacements, but hashtag Dolphins or Super Chat, you can get on. I think we're about good to get going whenever you're ready, Jake.
0: But. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's an Ask Anything mailbag. Get your questions in, and we will get it going. And Ask Anything mailbag starts next. Welcome in to an Ask Anything mailbag. Dolphins today, off edition, and yes, it does pain me to say that and in fact I'm saying it sooner than I had hoped sooner than I had anticipated but no time to cry over spilled milk we turn the page the Dolphins lost to the Kansas City Chiefs and now we are in offseason mode and improving this Miami Dolphins team for 2024 so that they're ready to make a run becomes priority number one so without further ado let's get into the ask anything mailbag starting with this question from kelly hutchinson one of the realest of the real always supporting dolphins today with us every step of the way and we appreciate that she asks, i believe tool would have done a lot better i mean don't get me wrong if he did good this year but i really believe we would have went a lot further if we would have had a better offensive line You know, that's a good point, and I do think when conversations begin to take place about the quarterback, there's so many other components to it, like an offensive line, like a a supporting cast as wide receivers. Obviously, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell were very good, but the offensive line certainly plays a huge factor, and injuries played a huge factor in the offensive line. They had over 13 different starting combinations in 19 games. Part of that was due to injury concerns like Connor Williams tore his ACL against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football and that was a tough loss for the Dolphins. You look at the production for Miami with Connor Williams in the lineup. They were 7-2 and two. without him just 4-5. and five better points per game, better yards per game, and of course, fewer sacks allowed with Connor Williams in the lineup. And that's just one offensive line. Tron Armstead missed a couple of games. Kendall Lamb missed a couple of games. Isaiah Wynn was on IR, never came back. You get the point. This Dolphins offensive line was decimated with injuries. So I do think... Obviously, injuries are a part of the NFL, but moving forward in 2024, I just can't anticipate a scene where the Dolphins are as decimated by injuries as they were in 2023, so I do think improved offensive line play will help to a tongue of a low, much like we saw at the beginning of 2023. This one's coming in from Fresfin. Could it be McDaniel's pants? Jim Harbaugh wouldn't wear that crap. <laughs> I love it, Freshman. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mike McDaniel's got some swag. You see it on hard knocks. He's got the high-top kicks, the pants rolled up. Uh, I think Mike McDaniel is unapologetically himself will always be that way. It's great when you're winning. When you don't win, it becomes annoying maybe, but I don't want Mike McDaniel to change. All right, JJ the Jet. All right, let's go to Howard Huey's question. Do the Dolphins draft a cornerback with the second pick in the draft. Not a bad idea. Xavier Howard's still under contract. He's been in the news quite a bit because he's a guy whose production hasn't really met the level of contract that he has because he's very he's very well paid. You got Jalen Ramsey in the lineup. What's also interesting is is the supporting corner. You saw Cater Kohu take a step forward this year. Cam Smith was drafted in the second round last year out of South Carolina, and Cam Smith just really didn't play. And the Dolphins also elevated Ethan Bonner in that wild card game against the Chiefs, and he played over Cam Smith. So I think the Dolphins are really high on Ethan Bonner. Now, Cooper DeGene is a corner out of Iowa that was likely to go in the first round and maybe later in the first round, like around that 20, you know, 21st range that the Dolphins pick, so maybe keep your eye on him, but I don't think the Dolphins will go that direction. From JJ, the Jet Plane, how would you classify the 2023 season? How would I classify the 2023 season? Very good question. I mentioned it in the open. I think One of our Dolphins Today viewers said it was a roller coaster season. That's a great way to put it. But I think there was measurable progress combined with some very clear mishaps as well as some, you know, I don't want to make, say, injury excuses, but injuries were a part of the equation here in 2024. So I think Tua made a lot of progress. I think the offense made progress. But some of the very, very clear mishaps were the inability to win on the road, the inability to beat good teams, and ultimately the inability to finish games. That game against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football, you finish that game, you're probably playing, actually you are, you're playing home games in the opening round instead of having to go to Kansas City. All right, it's back to school time. What grade would you give the Dolphins this season? Let me know in the comments, A, B, C, D, or F as far as classifying the entire 2023 season as a whole let me know in the comments i go b minus and i could even be talked into a c plus given the way the t- the team started compared to how they finished but i want to hear from you let me know in the comments this one's coming in from anthony manzano using the hashtag dolphins ass of the quarterback you mentioned earlier that could be a possible replacement for tua Who is the better fit for the scheme McDaniel wants to run? Now, if McDaniel remains the play call, remember that was a question he was asked at the postseason media availability if he would relinquish play calling duties. And there is, sounds like there's at least a little bit of discussion there, but Mike McDaniel's offense thrives with a guy like Tua that is accurate with the ball, that can throw the deep ball. There's a lot of pre-snap motion. And you look at the film when this offense was thriving. Tua was fitting it into tight windows. They are utilizing the whole field. Mike McDaniel's offense needs an accurate passer. Dak Prescott was a guy we discussed, but Kirk Cousins is also a guy that we discussed. And because I think Kirk Cousins is one of the more accurate passers, if you're talking about realistic replacements that would have a fit with Mike McDaniel's offense, I give the nod to Kirk Cousins over Dak. Although Dak has shown the ability to extend plays, he's a little bit more mobile, he can run a little bit better, and obviously leading the NFL in touchdown passes certainly bodes well for Dak Prescott in that category as well. I just think the asking price would be too much for Dak. So if we are talking about replacements for Tua Tagovailoa, I think Kirk Cousins makes the most sense. I'm not saying I'm on board with that. In fact, I don't want to go that direction, but per the question, for conversation's sake, I do think Kirk Cousins makes a lot of Ascent. All right, from every noodle, do you think there are any interesting tight end prospects in the draft? Brock Ewers, certainly out of Georgia, and Brock, Brock Bowers is a guy that is so athletic. And not only is he so athletic, but he's a guy that represents kind of that new age of tight end. Brock Bowers did suffer some injuries earlier in his career, but I don't think that has really detained his ability to be a top prospect. And I don't think Miami will draft a tight end that high up or trade to get up for a guy like Brock Bowers. But with that said, I think he represents the premier tight end that... And I'm not saying he's going to be Jason Kelsey or or Rob or, um, Travis Kelsey, my apologies, or Rob Gronkowski or anything like that. I just think he is really skilled as a tight end. You can split him out wide, utilize him on the slot, and is a guy that played at a big-time level, obviously, for a big-time program, and would certainly be someone to keep your eye on. want to thank today's proud presenting sponsor, Factor America's number one meal delivery service, factormeals.com slash Chat. 50 is where you have to go to get 50% off. And that is a deal that's stealing because let me tell you, Factor meals are delicious. They are filling. They're delivered straight to your door. They only take two minutes to heat up. And my favorite part, there's no mess. So say goodbye to grocery shopping. Say goodbye to meal prepping. Oh yeah, that cooking fatigue waves goodbye as well because Factor ready to eat, Fresh, never-frozen meals takes the stress right out of meal prepping, and it sets you up for success in the new year. So skip the grocery store, skip the cooking fatigue, and say goodbye to the dishes, because with Factors, fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals, over 35 options to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. So head to Factormeals.com slash FinsChat50. That's right, Factormeals.com slash FinsChat50 and use that code FinsChat50 to get 50% off. That's code FinsChat50 at Factormeals.com slash FinsChat50 to get 50% off. All right, this one from X-Man Games. What positions do you believe should be focused on the offseason for the Dolphins? We talked about the offensive line. I think you can have a similar discussion, not the exact same discussion, but you can never have too many talented defensive linemen in this league. And while Christian Wilkins and Zach Zeller were incredible on the interior defensive line, there wasn't a lot of depth at that position group. And I think it's okay to talk about replacing some edge rushers with this uh, upcoming draft class because there were a lot of injuries at that position, and we know in today's NFL it's such a crucial position to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. And I don't want to just name every single position group out there, but earlier I did say the wide receiver room might benefit from some added depth. And you talk about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, probably and maybe even arguably the best Wide receiver duo in the NFL. Certainly among the most elite, but after that, there's been quite the drop-off. Chase Claypool didn't work out, and River Craycraft, I don't think he's necessarily your number three. Braxton Berrios is a pending free agent. Cedric Wilson, pending free agent. Those are all points of discussion as far as the wide receiver room is going, and building that depth might be appropriate through the draft. From I am Commando Mando 754. Do you think the head coach would open up his playbook more if we had a scrambling QB with an arm? Uh, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, I don't really know if the ability to run drastically impacts plays. I think it does here and there. You look at a guy like Josh Allen, every now and then there's running plays called for Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson as well. But I. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot of running plays called for quarterbacks on the zone read. The defenses are just too fast. Now, in the passing game, maybe getting too uh, out of the pocket, rolling out a little bit and some run pass options, you see that a little bit more at the college game than you do in the NFL. Although, again, I don't think being mobile ever hurts you by any means, but in today's NFL, it's so much more about extending plays and being able to keep your eyes downfield while scrambling and uh, from there being a successful quarterback and even mobile guys like Jalen Hurts and you see him get banged up a little bit this year for the Eagles because running the football as a quarterback certainly takes its toll on the body. This from GG23 who are the top pending free agents we need to re-sign. Well, I'll give you two right off the bat, that is Connor Williams on the offensive line and Christian Wilkins on the defense. Now, This roster has a ton of pending free agents, but I'll give you 10 right here. Andrew Van Ginkle, he's another one I want to prioritize. Jerome Baker at the linebacker position. I hope, hope, hope the Dolphins are able to find a way to re-sign him, but he's one that if you told me tomorrow, yeah, he's going to be a cap casualty. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. He was hurt a little bit this year, but before that, he had been very, very durable. I mentioned Connor Williams and Christian Wilkins. Those are must-signs. Cedric Wilson, I don't know if he or Braxton Berrios, for that much, for that matter, did enough to uh, prove that they're worthy of a long-term contract deal. Isaiah Wynn was injured quite a bit this year. Rob Hunt, I think, is going to be an offensive lineman that they extend. And so, again, there's going to be some, quote-unquote, cap casualties that the Dolphins just don't have a way to re-sign them because of the cap situation and being roughly $40 in the hole. But I want to hear from you. Let me know. You're the GM for today. What's the most important player to re-sign? We just sent you the list below, but I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments who's the most important player to re-sign. Want to remind you to subscribe to the channel because, oh, yes, we've got a Dolphins video for you every single day. That's why you subscribe. We're covering the Aqua and Orange from every angle. So make sure you smash that sub button as we continue to grow. And oh, yeah, we are getting closer and closer to 56,000 subscribers on Dolphins today. Question coming in from Chris Schopa Trade to a and draft picks. Okay, very emphatic there. I'm assuming you mean trade Tua and trade some of those draft picks so we can bring in a guy maybe like Dak Prescott. That would be a monumental deal, and I don't think there's any other quarterbacks really that are on the quote-unquote trade market. I'm not even sure Dak Prescott is on the trade market. Maybe you try to go after a guy like Justin Fields since the Bears had the first overall pick and could draft Caleb Williams if they wanted to I don't think the Bears are in that camp you know Matt Eberflus is still uh, running that organization and running that football team and I don't know if he's ready to turn on Justin Fields and go a different direction but we will see so the notion of trading Tua you wouldn't have to resign him that's certainly a way to um, help with that cap situation Although if you draft a quarterback then you get a quarterback on the rookie deal, it's a little bit more team friendly. Lots of different things to consider, but I'm I just uh, Chris, I love you and I appreciate you tuning into the show. I just don't disagree with that notion. All right, from Sean Murphy, do we have do we draft a quarterback in the first two rounds to give to a competition? Yes. Now that is one thing we explored on Dolphins today, make sure you check that out if you haven't yet seen it already, but the notion of drafting and stashing a quarterback, I don't hate. And in the later first round, there is some value there, guys, like JJ McCarthy if he's still around in that 21st, you might have to trade up a little bit. A lot of people have him mocked kind of in the late teens area. Michael Penix Jr, maybe you take a flyer on him. He had a great game in the college football playoff semifinal, not so much in the national championship. Or Bo Nix, one of the most accurate passers in college football. Can he have success at the NFL level? Those are three guys that maybe you could draft this year, and they could learn under Mike McDaniel in the tutelage of that prolific offense while is on his fifth-year option.